0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the John Appetit Podcast. I am Roy Burton alongside me, as always, it's my lovely wife, Chanel. How are you doing today, Chanel?
1: I'm okay, and you?
0: I'm doing all right. We're back. Um, It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you without a dope pod to step to, but we are back. John Appetit, once again. We actually have two pods in the tuck right now. We're going to record two episodes today, so we're going to give you two pods this week so again just a, apologies I, I for. i thought
1: we were staggering those pods. no no no, no we're gonna get both <laughs> on this week we
0: gotta give some some people a couple things to listen to as they make their way out for thanksgiving or make their way home maybe for thanksgiving um, we're gonna give people a ton of content to listen to as an apology for being missing for like, for a little bit but we are back and we have a lot of stuff to talk about on this edition of the john appetit podcast a couple of things to mention that we haven't had a chance to mention. Um, the Bite for the Fight recap. I had a chance to go to Bite for the Fight um, back when we had that a, a couple of months ago. So we're going to talk about that. And you, once again, have, have gone to Grand Cafe L'Aquila um, oh, in, like in Center City. Time. So <laughs> you have a bunch of things to talk about about but that I restaurant. I don't know
1: about a bunch, but some stuff. Some yeah,
0: stuff. So, yeah, so we haven't um, haven't gone there together, but you've gone there a few times. So there's a, there's a few things, at least, that, that you can talk about and tell folks about that great restaurant in Center City, Philadelphia. But Before we do any of that, we want to thank you guys for listening to us and supporting us here at the Joan Appetit Podcast. Please subscribe to us, download us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube Music, Spotify, Spreaker. Um, Just do a search for... The John Appetit Podcast. Download us to your phone, your iPad, your computer, your MP3-enabled device. Listen at home or take us with you on the go, 24-7, 365. We are a very, very accessible show. And speaking of accessible, you can also follow us on the social media platform of your choice, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at John Appetit. Hashtag John Appetit if you want to tag us in your foodie photos. Um, We got a bunch of foodie photos in the tuck as well. We're going to share with you guys as well on our Instagram channel. Also, shout-outs to our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, War Room Sports, and my show, The Broad Street Line, which you can also listen to every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on 106.5 FM in Philadelphia, and uh, on the couch with the Wilsons, and also good friends at Tissue and the Tape, uh, Phil and Savade, if you are a hip-hop head. So if you're a foodie head, a sports head, a TV head, no matter what you are a fan of, we got you covered here at the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Also, want to give some shout outs. Shout outs to our day ones on the Twitter machine, our, our, our number one day one on Twitter machine, the Twitter machine, Tay Diggs, who is hosting a Christmas special called We Three Kings on CW on November 29th with Neo. So check that out. He's one of our OG Twitter followers. So shout out to Tay Diggs and shout out to Padma Lakshmi, who is hosting a Taste of the Nation holiday special on Hulu. We will also be talking about her later in this first segment. We will get to that in a little bit. Um, but as always, again, thank you guys, as always, for listening to us here at the John Appetite Podcast. Time now for our All Black Everything segment. And this is a very personal one because, because of the work and part of one of the people who hosts this podcast, home-baked goods can now be sold in New Jersey. Finally. I will leave it at that. I will turn it over to you to explain what happened.
1: We haven't talked about this on here. We
0: haven't, no. Oh.
1: So um, for those of you who don't live in New Jersey or um, are not part of wanting to like sell baked goods in New Jersey, New Jersey was one of the only states that didn't have a cottage law. Now, what a cottage law is, is a law that says that you can bake X amount of stuff from your house and then sell it at like farmers markets, grocery stores, things like that. Um, So a lot of people across the country, they use this that are talented bakers, Um, are able to use college laws to supplement incomes, feed their families and things like that. Well, New Jersey didn't have that. So in New Jersey, if you wanted to sell baked goods, you would have to rent out commercial space or know someone with a commercial kitchen or maybe your church or something like that. But if you were a person who, who, who didn't have access to a commercial kitchen, you had to spend money in order to rent out a space so that you could bake, for example, cookies so that you could go to a farmer's market and sell them. So for years, um, the New Jersey Home Bakers Association has been fighting the good fight um, to to get a cottage law instituted in New Jersey. And it finally came through this year. And um, there are actually people, everyone who's who's getting their uh, cottage license has been coming into the group and like letting everyone know I got my license and like showing us all pictures. And Roy's bringing this up because I joined the New Jersey Home Bakers Association a few years ago. I wrote letters. I donated money um, to kind of get this thing going, to do my part, to, my small little part, to, to make sure that this happened. Um, like, I forgot they so- showed something in the group with, like, my little name on it or whatever. But um, I just, I'm a firm believer that uh, people should be able to cook food to make money. Like, I say this all the time with Roy and I, when we go to different cities and we see um, setups for people to come out and, like, cook outside and sell food to people, it just, I, I get a good feeling because I'm like, well, this is a way for people to feed their families. And when we restrict that, it makes no sense to me. And I think we should see that more around the city. Like, just little areas, like, I don't know what they would be called, like, Farmer's markets or shoppers' markets or whatever with people being able to cook and sell their goods to people who want to buy them um so th- that's what this is all about kind of rambling a little bit no, that's right fine. Yeah. No.
0: so so you know as we've said before on on this show, the heart of you know America is the small business and you know the a main aspect of the small business culture in Philadelphia, in Philadelphia, in America is restaurants and again, we have less before this this new law is passed. Um, we had less outlets for people to sell food, to, you know, sell, create, you know, you know, bake things or sell things um, that they made in their own homes. But again, as Chanel mentioned, the cottage law was now passed. New Jersey is now the uh, the 50th state to pass this law. Um, <laughs> bakers can purchase two-year permits for $100 and goods can be sold, as Chanel mentioned, at farmer's markets, from home, and at events. Um, residents cannot exceed fifty thousand right. dollars annual income. But again, like that's, I mean, again, like you don't have to, you know, sell
1: a million dollars worth of baked goods at your house. I mean, no, and then this is just a. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, but this is a way. Maybe you want to own a bakery shop. Right. You know what I mean? This is a way to like save up money to to buy a shop, and then you LLC it. You buy the shop, and then you exceed the fifty thousand. This just gives people a head start. And then there are people who just love to bake and can use this as a supplemental income you have retired people who you know they 50 grand might just be enough for them to feel comfortable or what you just it's the point is not the 50 grand it's it's the
0: ability to be able to do it right so again so congratulations to everybody who fought hard for this yeah that group is amazing yeah this is this is very this is very good stuff for folks here in new jersey What's new, Philly? Well, what's new is a new restaurant from Steven Starr in Fishtown, because Fishtown gets everything. This one's called LM&O. It is a Baja Mexican restaurant at 1749 North Front Street. Um, it boasts a quote-unquote grill room, which, re- which will prepare dishes like cold-roasted roast oysters and pan-fried whole lobster. It's also a music venue. Uh, With a vinyl listening room, an art gallery, and a bookstore, it's a very (laughs) it's a very audacious project. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to either look at it or see the menu. I
1: looked at the uh, menu, and I looked at some of the pictures of the.
0: It's a nice looking spot, and I don't know if you you, take a look at the. For those of you listening, please take a look at the menu. Uh, Please please take a look at the pictures of the restaurant itself. It's again, it's a pretty decent looking spot, but. Um, What what on the menu kind of jumped out at you?
1: So the first thing that jumped out, and you know this. I know. Yeah, I know, I know what's going They have something a section called Dirty Tacos, and there's a Beria taco in there um, with jelly braised oxtail and beef shank, which is different than any Beria taco I've had. And then there's like a queso mixto with the contame, the cilantro, and the onion. And then there's the um, house specials for the table. There's an a adobo lamb shank. Mm-hmm. It's chili braised lamb shank with almond, apricot, rice, pickled vegetables, and blue corn tortilla. That those are the two things that stuck out to most. The had, most to me.
0: Yeah, it's a bunch of good looking stuff on the menu. Like you said, I also wrote down that chili braised lamb shank. Um, there's they have carne asada fries. Well, they have asada fries, I should right. say, with various toppings, uh, tostadas, and tacos, and uh, agua chiles, and all sorts of good good looking things. It's a good looking menu. It's a really nice, no, it's really good nice looking, good looking menu. Um, this place LMNO. It's open Wednesday through Sunday from 4 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. But, again, it's a music venue and a restaurant and an art gallery. There's a lot going on here, and I think they're going to have some um, some some really cool events there um, coming up in the coming weeks and months. So, again, check out LMNO, the new Stephen Star restaurant in Fishtown. Jose Garces has revived Volvere with a twist. Now, Volvere is the restaurant in the Kimmel Center at Broad and Spruce in Center City. Um, And now they have a chef-in-residency program um, for those chefs that were affected by the pandemic. So this is a really good thing. Uh, You know, chefs, a lot of chefs either either had to close down their restaurants or food trucks or, you know, their pop-ups or whatever have you because of the pandemic. But now Volvera is hosting a number of those chefs during the pandemic. So Um,
1: is it like a ghost kitchen type deal?
0: I guess. I guess. Well, I guess it is. I mean, it's a kitchen kitchen. I Mm -hmm. mean, you can eat in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you eat in there, and then the chefs raise money for... The Garces Foundation, as well as whatever new restaurant venture they're trying to oh, kind of open cool. up. So it's really cool. It's a really cool thing. Um, the chefs involved in this program, uh, Kiki Aranita from Poi Dog Philly, Alex Yoon from uh, Little Fish, and Jennifer Jennifer Savala, who just opened up her uh, Juana Tamale restaurant. So each chef will showcase their own signature dishes on their, on the Volvaire um, menu for six to eight weeks. So it's oh, kind of like cool. a rotating kind of thing. Um, And they also have Garces' kind of French-inspired, the Volver, like, OG dishes. So it's a very cool deal. So, again, if you can get to Volver, again, a chef-in-residency program. It kind of rotates every six to eight weeks with different chefs from around the city. I'm, again, raising money for both the Garces Foundation and their new or current venture. So, again, very good stuff from Jose Garces at Volver um, in the Kimmel Center. Jenny's Ice Cream is coming to Philadelphia. Jenny's ice cream. Again, we love ice cream. I love ice cream. Well, I, right. ice, so yeah, you're the ice I cream. love ice cream. Jenny's is one of the better ice creams. Um, I've never had it. You Well, you might not. I've bought it. I know. I've seen it in the freezer, but okay. I've, I haven't been able to get to it yeah, before you. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Uh, you guys may know Jenny's. It's available at Acme, Whole Foods, Wegmans, uh, Mom's Organic Market. It's one of, the, um, you know, one of those quote-unquote upscale kind of ice creams. Anyhow, they're opening shops in Rittenhouse and Fishtown this year. The Rittenhouse location is at 1901 Chestnut. Okay. The Fishtown location is at 1332 Frankfurt Avenue. They have both dairy and non-dairy options available. Um, they have a ton of incredible flavors. Um, some of the flavors on their menu include uh, salted peanut butter with chocolate flex, uh, salted caramel, bramble berry crisp, and a Boston cream um, ice cream flavor. So they have a ton of flavors as well again if you're just an og if you want vanilla or chocolate they got you as well jenny's ice cream is really good like it's really really good like i know we talk about ice cream well we've talked about ice cream on several recent episodes jenny's is right up there with with some of the other ice cream places as well so if and well if not if when they open mm-hmm. jenny's splendid ice creams in Rittenhouse house and fishtowns
1: i will be on there one and highly
0: home. recommend it but again they're also available to acme and whole foods and things like that so if you can't get out there you know, check out your local grocery store to see if Jenny's is available there as well. And finally, it's been on the menu for a minute. We haven't had a chance to talk about it. Chipotle has added brisket to their menu. This brisket includes Mexican spices like quote-unquote fire-roasted jalapenos and chipotle chili peppers. This is the third new menu item from Chipotle this year. They started out with the quesadilla, and they also brought the cilantro-lime cauliflower rice. You were opposed to this brisket
1: at first. I was, yes. You
0: were you were vehemently opposed to the brisket. You at tasted first. the brisket when I got it, and what was your thought? It what was not
1: thoughts? bad. It was actually very tasty. It wasn't spicy at all. I thought it would. Be, well, did you? I'm not. I'm a spice crazy person. I didn't think it was spicy for it to like for them to say, "Oh, it has this pepper and that pepper in it." Um, did you think it was spicy? Not
0: at all. I've I've heard from people who cannot take spice mm-hmm. that it was that it was that it was a little bit spicy. Really? Yeah. I'm like this just this, this, this has no spice. to I mean, it has spices and flavor. No, it has flavor. <laughs> like it's very flavorful. But right. this spicy? is not a tongue burning nah. spice or nothing like that. It has again. They say fire roasted jalapenos and chipotle chili peppers. Chipotles. Nah, and, and, we're and we're not doing that. Jalapenos we're are really it. hot. It's a though. it's really good.
1: It's a little bit more but if pricey spice, than a regular beef but maybe yeah maybe yeah
0: like some people are just spice, sensitive to spice um i am glad i am not um uh, it's really good like it's, it's it's surprisingly good again it's a little bit more expensive than a regular steak but it's better than a regular steak so that's fine i've never had the regular steak um you never had the regular steak at Chipotle. like no. you never
1: had like a steak taco or anything no uh, all right I, I have my go-to's I, I, I
0: no it do is eat. what it is like they, they, those chicken thighs are, are fire um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, you get it in a bowl or quesadilla or whatever their different options are. It's really good. Like, it's a really good thing. So if you guys are thinking about the brisket, do not be alarmed by the, the Chipotle thing. It ain't spicy. Like the, it's not. Really... If you're
1: sensitive to spice, sure. don't try it. Right. Like yeah. you can't recommend people try it when they're because sen- we're not. sensitive. I'll, I'll say
0: that. Like if you can't get past the mild salsa at Chipotle, yeah. then OK, maybe you're sensitive. Then don't don't do it. But other than that, you should be. Fine. No, it's very tasty. It's t- t- tasty. Finally. Speaking of spicy, speaking of well, speaking of Mexican food, Top Chef season nineteen, it's heading to Houston. They're filming in Houston, Texas, as we speak. They originally, well, they filmed in Texas before. Yes, they have in season nine, mostly surrounding uh, Austin. Dallas, Austin, mm-hmm. and San Antonio. But this is the first season where they are dedicated to Houston, Texas. This is the nineteenth season. They have not been dedicated. To the <laughs> Here <city> you go, <laughs> of brotherly love, Padma. Tom Calicchio, Gail Simmons. Who else is involved, involved in this in this thing? I don't even know. <laughs> nineteen, nineteen years, nineteen years. As oh, it's, I don't know what like years. Just say seasons. Seasons. Nineteen seasons. Yeah, ain't never come to Philly. Nah, you got winners from Philly, <laughs> runner ups from close to Philly, maybe winning. No, runner ups from Philly. Ain't never been to Philly. Been to Texas multiple times. <laughs> been to Philly. That's it. That's all I got. Texas has a lot of cities. Come on, man. Like, we're not doing this. Come on. Philly, we can't. Come on. All right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing <laughs> this no more. I'm not doing this anymore until season 20. I'm done. I'm done until season 20. All right. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to talk about what's good in Philly or right outside of Philly. We'll talk about Bite for the Fight and Grand Café L'Aquila, which is inside of Philly. Only next, or Only In the next segment, you're listening to the John Appetite podcast welcome back segment number two of the show got to talk about bite for the fight which was held um, you know, quite a bit ago, in late September, um, by the folks who uh, by, by just an incredible group of people, um, again, we are I guess I guess unofficially kind of <laughs> partner for with Bike for the Fight and the Fight on McKenna Foundation, yeah. um, for a couple of years now. Yeah, um,
1: whatever they need from us. Yeah, no, like we're there for yeah, it. Rich yeah, Rich Massey
0: and the entire Massey family just and they, you know they, you know, they're incredible people and they put on an incredible event and this was the again the a third annual bite for the fight uh, food festival. This was the second in-person edition, um, because last year they had a virtual edition, um, due to uh, COVID, but this year they were able to have the vendors back out, um, at the Kimberton fairgrounds in Phoenixville, PA for the bite for the fight food festival. Um, and once again, it was again one of our, you know, one of our top events of this, of the year, um, just an absolute great event. Just some great vendors came out and showed their wares, um, to all the attendees. Um, it was some great stuff. Like, I, I actually spent more money than I thought I would because there were so many great vendors just selling, you know, because, like, you know, vendors come and, they, you know, you have vendors and you can get your best bites when you buy your ticket. But they also have vendors, um, you know, there who are just selling their wares, but they give you, like, samples. And they give you samples of really good things. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't not go home, you know, without a bag of bourbon, bacon, popcorn. I mean, like, where else can you get bourbon, bacon, popcorn? Uh, so there was a spot called Mojo's Popcorn and um they had bourbon bacon popcorn and they gave me a little sample and they gave me another sample and then I gave them ten bucks for a bag of it because it was really good like I'm like, this is excellent
1: popcorn I'm, I brought it home to Chanel I think and I you, ate the, you and, I yeah, all of it well, so you enjoyed it I highly recommend if you have an opportunity to get that that makes a great gift yeah. for someone yeah. if you know someone who's a popcorn lover and a bacon lover or just a bacon lover that 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 would make a great gift around this time of the year
0: you know what else makes a great gift? Again, we sound like shills, but I mean, like it's really no, good stuff. That popcorn, was no, there's fantastic. nothing. bunt cakes, the little bunt cake, the mini bunt oh, cakes. My nothing <laughs> butt cakes. Like, apparently, like I didn't know this until now, but apparently they're like a chain, and there's one in the Phoenixville area, and they were there at Bite for the Fight, and we've seen them before at um, the in Bucks County, yeah, the Bucks County Wine and Food uh, Festival at, at Park Casino. So we've
1: seen them before. Um, their line was super long at Bucks County. Remember? Yeah, and the, the
0: line wasn't long here because I don't think people really knew, like, like they, knew they the were deal. not aware of um, the greatness. No, actually, no, I take it back because no, because the uh, the comedian was on, Aunt Mary okay. Pat was on. So again, I got in when the comedian was on, so everybody was in the comedian tent. Okay, you know, listened to the comedian. But the speakers, there's speakers everywhere, so, so you could, like, hear. I, I could hear. It, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm good. So I went to the nothing Bunk cakes table. Um, multiple times, and <laughs> they had like the, the chocolate cake and the red velvet cake. If there's enough let me just say this: if there's a nothing Bunt cake near you, just go. If you yeah. can, if you like yeah. sweets, just go. This that cake red velvet Bunt man, bunk, man. <laughs> they're so good. This red velvet Bunt cake is fantastic they have these little mini bunk cakes and if you i think if you buy three you get one if free you guys can see he's like
1: making this uh many with his hands yeah, like you can like yeah. showing it's you, a very but... visual again
0: <laughs> we're this is a very visual medium here on the podcast and i'm 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 demonstrating the size of the bunk cake with my hand as i speak into this microphone which you can all see um but no it's a like these bunk cakes are, fa- are fabulous like if there was one there's one relatively close to us but if there was one really close to us I'd probably be there every week like that's how good these bunk cakes are this red velvet one, fantastic. I went back, when I went back to the table the second time, um, the lady was like, you know, I said, can I get one of those red velvet bunk cakes or whatever? And she was like, oh, you want another sample? I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll take another sample, but I, I want to <laughs> buy one. Like, I actually want to buy one this time. She's like, oh, okay, all right. So I got a couple bunk cakes. Um, those, those are fantastic. Um, before the, before the um, event, if you listen to our, our pre event, our pre uh, Bite for the Fight um, show with Rich Massey. Um, he mentioned, uh, I think he he might have mentioned it on the air. I believe he did. Steven Stable. Um, he said this is a restaurant that you know, even if you live outside of you know the Bucks County area, just it's worth a drive. Like this is a place where you come come in and make it a point to kind of come to Steven Stable. Like the food is that good. And I went to Steven. Like, that was probably the first you know vendor I went to, and their food was fantastic. They had this pork belly like on top of like this grit. And these grits things, it was phenomenal It was absolutely fantastic They had something else, I don't quite remember But they had two of the best dishes Excuse me, at Bite for the Fight this year I gave them my vote For the best bite, but I think um, This restaurant called Blue Elephant won They had a, like, a shrimp tempura roll, which was which was absolutely fantastic um, So Steven and Stable were, Was fantastic, the Blue Elephant Conchahok and Brewing Company Was there uh, serving up beers uh, Our favorite vodka, state side vodka in the house, shout out um, Chadsford Winery was there. Like it was all sorts of good stuff. You can just kind of go around and drink. There was people were just handing me like hoagies and wings. And <laughs> there's a spot called I uh, Bloom it. called. Yeah, it had jambalaya. And people were just handing people like they were just like, hey, like because I went I'll get a hoagie. And they were like, you know, just take two. It's fine. It's whatever. Because <laughs> again, it's all you can eat. Again, you pay one price, and it's all you can eat, and it's for an incredible, incredible foundation. Again, the Fight on McKenna Foundation. Uh, which supports families um, who are battling um, pediatric cancer. So, again, it's a very cool event. You know, culinary demos, um, there's always entertainment, there's a silent auction, live music. It's a very, very cool event. We already got the invite for 2022. Um, so, hopefully, we'll be out there again doing a live show. I hope you guys will join um, us as well. Yeah, hope you, hopefully, you guys can join us again. Camberton Fairgrounds, it's usually the last Saturday. I believe it's the last Saturday in September. I don't have the date in front of me. I believe it's the last Saturday in September in 2022. Um, we got the invite from the folks um, to, to be a part of that as well. So hopefully if you can make it, please make it. It really is an awesome, awesome event.
1: And in the meantime, if you can, just think about donating to. Um...
0: Absolutely. Yeah. The Final McKenna Foundation. FightonMcKenna.org um, is the website. Um, but again, some, some great, great people involved in that and some incredible sponsors um, who helped make it possible. So shout out to Comcast and all the vendors um, who are out there. Um, This past September uh, for that And uh, they also have, I'm I'm not sure if it's available online uh, But the Boardroom Spirits Has a uh, commemorative punch every year They have their commemorative drink uh, For Bite for the Fight every year We bought a bottle of it, it's called the Purple Punch I believe you can buy it online Or you can go to Boardroom Spirits um, in person And and purchase a bottle of it um, as well So again, check that out And please help us spread the word about Bite for the Fight And the Fight on McKenna Foundation I'd like now to talk about your trips, multiple, multiple to Grand Cafe L'Aquila, a place that you can't pronounce for some reason. I cannot
1: pronounce it. I don't it. know
0: why <laughs> it's like you've been there enough to pronounce it,
1: but I can't
0: Grand Cafe L'Aquila is an Italian restaurant in center city. Correct? Correct. On now, Chestnut Street. Now tell me what else I need to know because I
1: haven't been yet. Tell me what I need to know about it. Okay. So, like we said, it's an Italian restaurant, um, so they serve, you know, pasta, um, anti-pasta, you know, meat dishes and stuff like that. But another part of it is it's like a cafe, so you can get coffees and gelato, Mm.
0: Have you have their gelato? Oh, heck yeah. Okay. I was going to talk about that. I'll <laughs> right. start there. No, no, no. Okay, go no. ahead.
1: Go, go. You go. All right. So let's just start with the fact that I've been here a few times. A couple of times I've been there um, for restaurant week for lunch. Um, they do a really good job with the restaurant week um, menu for lunch. You, they give you like a lot of variety and choices and um, you get the appetizer, um, the your main lunch dish. Um, which could they offer um, like a meat dish or a pasta dish. And then you get dessert, which uh, they give you like the full list of gelato to pick from. And they give you this little cookie thing with, oh my gosh, so good. So um, like I said, I've been there for restaurant week lunches and then for non restaurant week lunches. So I you know, and to me quite frankly, there was no difference between eating there during restaurant week and eating there just any other day of the week. They they, they don't do a switch up. It's same service, same quality, period. So That's good. Um I always get the same appetizer cuz you know me. Once I have something that's really really good, I just stick with it. And I'm a huge huge fan of Caprese salad, so I just get their barata with uh, the bur- caprese salad with burrata, and uh, for people who don't know, it's just tomato, basil, and cheese. Um, the it's always super fresh, super tasty. Like it, it's craveable because the cheese they use just tastes better than what you would get in the grocery store. It mm-hmm. just it's good. Um, so for pastas, I've actually had a few different pastas from there. Okay. So I've had the Chitara, or I'm, Chitara. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly because I can't say the name of the restaurant. <laughs> and what that is, this is like guitar pasta with tomato, guanciale, and onion and pecorino. Very, very tasty. This is one I think you would really oh, that enjoy. Good.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Um, the other one I've tried, which um, probably was my favorite, was the Tagliatelle alapana. And what this is, it's it's a cream sauce with speck. Peas and Parmigiano. I don't know if you realize, but I've been trying to recreate this dish here. Okay. I've done it twice now. When, when I do the pancetta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to recreate this dish. Okay. You know, when I absolutely love something, I, I um, try to recreate it. Haven't gotten it yet, but I'm trying. Okay. Um, and then the third is the carbonara, um, you know, which is, you know, carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> Egg. It's, you know... It has Parmigiano Romano, cheese, egg, uh, guanciale, cracked black pepper. And then it's topped with like an Italian bacon gelato kind of deal. Mm-hmm. That's actually really, really good too. But like I said, that Tagliatella alapana is my favorite. That cream sauce. It's something about that sauce that just was different. It's not quite like fettuccine Alfredo, but it kind of reminds you of it a little bit. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it just... But you know from the recipes we've seen that there's no cream in fettuccine alfredo. It just is creamy. Right, right. Whereas there's actual cream in this tagliatella ala It's It's fantastic. I've also had the chicken. So it's like a half chicken. It's roasted under a brick and it comes with asparagus and potato kind of deal. That was really tasty too. The they they got the skin really really crispy. The flavor on the chicken was. Great. Chicken
0: is good to get it right. Like if, if they you, get if it, somebody gets it right. Like yeah. a restaurant gets it right, it's usually really good.
1: They get it right. Yeah. So and and now on to the gelatos. Now they have an extensive list of the gelatos. If you go in there, you can just the bottom floor is like a cafe area. Um, Upstairs is a little smaller, but that's mostly when you sit where, um, when you eat lunch. But I've sat downstairs and had lunch as well. But when you first walk in, it looks like a an Italian cafe, mm-hmm. and there's a big case with the gelatos in there where you can see what gelatos they have for that day. I have had the lemon one several times. Mm. It is so good, but they don't always have it. I don't think. of
0: places usually mix up their flavors a lot.
1: Yeah, maybe it's like seasonal. I don't know. But that lemon gelato, mm, it's so good! And then they give you this nice little cookie that goes with it. It's so tasty. I can't recommend this place anymore. It just is fantastic. I think if you have an opportunity to go, you should go. You will not be disappointed. Like if I didn't like it, I wouldn't have gone back. You know, um, I've, I've so heard a places. lot
0: of great, a lot of great recommendations for this restaurant. Like like high praise for this restaurant. So again, yeah, if if you have a chance. To check out Gran Cafe L'Aquila, please do so. Just, um, again, I don't have a frame of reference other than Capo Gyro. How does the gelato compare to Capo Gyro?
1: Oh, I miss Capo Gyro. Yeah, Capo Gyro is so good, right? It's actually, <laughs> um, I like the gelato here better.
0: Ooh, yeah. that's high praise. That's high praise. Yeah, the Capo Gyro was um, a gelato chain here in Philadelphia. It had a couple spots, um, but they have closed down. But, again, if this gelato is better or at least at the very worst on par with and Then again, like it's a it's No, very if you're good. looking
1: for a replacement for gelato yeah. for for and you need your gelato fix, I highly recommend them.
0: All right, yes. Again, Grand Coffee Lock. Like, it's on, you said it's on Chestnut It's what on Chestnut Street. What, what it, in Chestnut? Come on.
1: Is it 18th in Chestnut? I'm asking. You've been multiple times. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 18th in Chestnut? Oh, I got to look it up for you. When it's in the middle of the block, I don't know what that is. 1716
0: Chestnut Street.
1: Yeah, It's like two doors down from DeBruno Brothers. Yeah, yeah, but there's like seven DeBruno Brothers. So you gotta like. The one, there's not seven on Chestnut Street. I know, but again, where's the one <laughs> on Chestnut Street? What block? Uh, What's between. Is the that 18th? I don't know what that is.
0: 1716 at Chestnut Street. So what does Grand that make Coffee it?
1: 17th there? in Chestnut? It's 1716. I'm not a city person. Is it 17th in <laughs> Chestnut?
0: No, it's just like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would just say the, I wouldn't say the number. You wouldn't, wouldn't say the number because it's, it's not on the corner, i would on the corner. Okay, say. Yeah. all right,
1: because I never know. If it's on the corner, you say the corner. you say the corner. If okay, it's not on the got corner, it. You say the number.
0: Okay, got it. Got yeah, it. I mean, I know you, I know you guys. You know, you're from a place that has like one thing on a block. No, so, that's like, not true. But <laughs> I, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like just like oh, there's here is. This place, Ernie's Pizza, it's the only thing on this block for That's like two miles. That's not
1: true.
0: There's nothing on this block for two miles. That's not true. It's on Route 583. You're making stuff up. Yeah, I made, I made that up. But yeah, but 1716 Chestnut Street, Grand Cafe L'Aquila, very, very fine restaurant, according to Chanel. Um, yes. Hopefully one day I will get to check it out. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll take a very quick break. On the other side, we have some upcoming events to tell you about or one upcoming event to tell you about and our invites for Sunday dinner. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Welcome back, segment number three of the show. I'll call it an upcoming event, but it's actually going on right now. This is the annual Chris, uh, Craftsman Row Saloon's Christmas pop up. Um, Craftsman Row Saloon is at 112 South 8th Street. It's the same team that runs Drury Beer Garden. And they are famous, or I guess, I guess I should say infamous, for their annual Christmas pop up. They kind of go all out when it comes to kind of decorating their uh, saloon, I guess I should say, for Christmas. Um, so if you're a Christmas fan or if you just like some great food and great eats, check out the Craftsman Row Christmas pop-up. They have Christmas-themed cocktails. They have milkshakes, like over-the-top milkshakes with eggnog and all sorts of good stuff. And bar bites like Dorito-coated mozzarella sticks, fiery buffalo mac and cheese, and donut fried chicken. They even have a burger that has like all sorts of Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner fixings as well. So it's a very cool, very over-the-top um, spot at a Craftsman Row Saloon. So if you're interested... And checking out their Christmas pop up. Their hours are Wednesday to Thursday from noon to nine, Friday and Saturday from noon to 10, and from Sunday noon to nine. Again, Craftsman Row Saloon, 112 South 8th Street. It's time now for our Sunday dinner segment. This is the portion of the show. We invite some folks over to our house for Sunday dinner based on something they've done over the past week or so. Sometimes it's something good, other times it's something maybe not so good. It's always something notable, or at least notable to us. This is a brief. Discussion a brief, well, it was designed as a brief <laughs> way to not talk about food, um, for the most part. Although sometimes food conversation kind of sneaks into this, it will sneak into this for mine. I'll be very brief. I'll be very too. brief for mine. I'm gonna mine. be super brief too. My Sunday dinner um, invite for this episode goes out to my wife for taking a part in the whole home big goods <laughs> thing in New Jersey. Congratulations for getting that done. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. And that you kind of my invite was going to go out to all the, the hard-working mm. people that are part of the Jersey Home Bakers this is, this Association and all the people in the Facebook groups and all the people who who wrote letters and donated to get this done. Like Big kudos and shout out. This was years worth of work for these people and yeah. they just kept going and kept going and kept going. So my hat's off to them.
0: Salute to all you guys. Again, like I know people, you know, think that, you know, writing letters doesn't work. Doesn't work. That your little voice doesn't matter. It
1: does. It does. When
0: a lot of people's voices, you know, come together, it matters. It matters. Making phone calls matters. Yes. Writing emails matter. Like, you know, Facebook posts and all that stuff and go showing up to meetings. It all matters. And that's for anything. anything. So when
1: you sit and if there's anything, you're like, well, what can I do you can write a letter. Yeah. You can donate money. I do it all the time. I, there are so many causes where I've just said, you know what? I can't physically do, be there. I can't participate. But you know what? I can send a PayPal. hmm You know, and I will PayPal it if I believe in it. So I recommend that you do too. If you're feeling stuck on something and you truly believe something should happen, $5, $3, dollars $1 matters. It all matters. It all matters.
0: It all matters. So again, so again, and this goes far beyond, you know, cottage laws. Yes, in New Jersey it goes and into
1: all. anything, anything you believe in, anything you want righted or fixed you and you feel like you're stuck and you don't know what to do. This is America. This, this is, is America. a capitalist country. A dollar always helps. <laughs> exactly. A, doll, a dollar moves the needle. A dollar exactly. helps move the needle
0: every single time. Exactly. Well, that's it for this edition of the John Appetit Podcast. Thank you guys as always for listening. But before we sign off, there's one more thing that we'd like to tell you. Our name isn't just a catchphrase. It's our wish to you every time you grab a bite to eat. So the next time you head out to your favorite restaurant, we'd like to wish you... John Appetit.